recording, Ross. All right, I'm going to do a jingle. Cranker. Cranker So, comedy. Ross, we're here before one of our guests comes in. Yeah, I'm just going to record a jingle first. Great. All right. Let's hear this it. is an intro. Yeah. Cranker. Cranker comedy. Cranker comedy. Oh, comedy. Cranker. Do you know what I just saw, Chris? <laughs> what? I was out there on the street. I know, controversial. Yeah. And a guy on his bike and he had visible crack. Do you reckon that he was doing it to get seen? Is that uh, see, what you See, that's saying? what I'm trying to work out because as a comic, you're trying to, you know, crack jokes. But is <laughs> and he, he was out there showing his crack jokes. And he, yes. Because I know when I'm out in public, yeah. I'm trying to get laughs <laughs> off random <laughs> members of the public. I'm trying to, supermarket... Yep. Trying to get laughs. Petrol station, trying to get laughs. So, what do you do at the petrol bowser to get a laugh? Oh, that that's hard because it's people in their you own little... You prop. You can do prop comedy. Prop comedy. You're in people in their zone when, when they're filling up petrol. Supermarket's a bit easier. Seb will be anyway, here. Anyway, how's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. Seb will be here in a sec. Oh, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gents. Just wait. There was something there. All right. So, at, um, <laughs> when you're at the petrol station do you try and get laughs from random people are you the same that's desperation really. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to I say just it like, <laughs> I, to be honest like you know there's there's moments where i aim to be funny obviously on stage and when i teach swimming my other job and if i'm doing my care job it's my goal to make the client laugh at least once other than that it's i i kind of run it at you know 33 percent here's the thing do you know no this is good so do you know um do you ever like walk past someone out you know in the mall or whatever and you eavesdrop a part of their conversation because you can't help it because they say it so loud and whatever they say apply you apply it to your life have you ever done that like you're worried about your job and then someone's you hear someone say no, no, no. Or, or you know, keep working hard, and then you just like, yeah. Right. Or, so, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I th- that's a holistic approach to living because you're kind of like, you know, taking uh, random information that pops up in front of you and applying it to your life, and that's a good way to live. Okay, listening to the world and seeing what it tells you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Other if you got a question in your mind, I uh, you generally put it out there. Or you just complain for the next 60 years of your life. It's cheaper than a fortune teller. That's it. That's it. And sometimes I just walk past people and I just get laughs. I don't even have to say anything. They just laugh at me. So, you know. I'll, I'll do that. If I, <laughs> if I haven't done a gig for a while, I start to get a bit hungry for attention. So that's an interesting thing. So as a comic, do you think it's selfish? Because like, do we want to perform because we want that affirmation, that rush from the audience, the exhilaration of getting a laugh? I don't think, I think for some people it might be like that. And mm. I think it's just some element or is it like ideally it shouldn't be much of that. It should be I just want to make these people have a good night. Yeah, look, I mean you can go into a gig with goals and I think that's good rather than just, being blank and thinking about yourself like it's good to have goals to connect with the audience i think that's really important and to make them laugh and have a good time yeah i feel like i've said a lot now so those, <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. Those, those, oh you know some of these things i just think about ross for pm was there any um anything that you wanted to discuss seb anything on your mind 
Oh, not really. I came with a blank slate. No, thanks for yeah, coming. totally. I could lay into the material that I've prepared tonight, but um, no, this you know, is... then I'd be, be fishing to see if it's, if, it's, um, if it's worthy. Well, here's the thing. I got told by um, Ben Darso years ago. He said that the, one of his theories on humour was um, you shouldn't test jokes in a situation like this to like one other person or, or a small group yeah, because the reaction that you get from that small group is not the same that you'll get from like a, like a, a larger group of people you don't know. So like it's like one person telling one person a joke in a pub and telling, you know, a bunch of strangers because some people test their jokes one-on-one like that and then if it doesn't get a laugh, they drop it. Yeah. But his theory was sometimes it's the opposite. So if you get a big laugh to lots of people with the joke and then you tell it one-on-one, you won't get a laugh and vice versa. That's, that's probably right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I used to have really um, average comedians go, hey, 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 Seb, hey, Seb, got a joke for you. Got a joke for you. And uh, it was always horrible. And... Uh, yeah. So you're also stifling the creative process, like if because then you're filtering all your jokes through this one person's perspective. So which could be good if they have a really good sense of humor, but sometimes you actually have to test it live because that's the true environment. And then also you might invent something live for the joke, like you the joke might bomb, but then you might invent a tag on it which might get a laugh, say, or something like that. And you have more energy when you're on stage for your delivery. When you're just talking to a friend, it's kind of like I'm talking now, you know, just in, in 33%. Cool. So are you as Seb tonight, Seb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm as Seb, yeah. I don't think I've seen you on stage as Seb many times. Uh, yeah. Look, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a five-minute wonder <laughs> when it comes to my characters. Like, you know, I've got characters with lots of material, but it takes a while to build it up because you don't want to force right. Just gotta wait for the motivation. People love Chocolate Boy. Oh, uh, yeah. People really people yeah. mention Chocolate Boy to me. But mainly me, I think. Did you mention Chocolate <laughs> Boy? Were you here for the um, musical yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was mental. Yeah. Some people didn't realise that you were both, both the characters. Yeah, as well. That's the, a compliment. Yeah, well I bought the clippers in and got rid of the Mo. Uh, oh, and then for chocolate. Change. So, you know, I essentially changed my facial hair. Where did Chocolate Boy come from? Was there any specific inciting incident? Uh, I was asked to do some uh, new stuff um, at the RCC during Fringe. Yeah. And I was already doing a, char- a like a sort of pedophile silent character that was um, giving away free candy. And I kind of went, well, let's go with chocolate. And I myself am addicted to chocolate. So I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is, is have a glass of water and some dark chocolate. And that's kind of, that means that I can at least achieve one task before I need more chocolate. <laughs> um, so, you know, he, Chocolate Boy was in me. And, you know, I work with a lot of um, kids on the spectrum and stuff at the pool. So he's kind of on the spectrum a bit. I just kind of started toying with the idea of chocolate and started writing material. So, yeah. Um. Seb? Yes. So here's a question about character comedy. Mm. Do you think that a character comedian can get away with more, like in terms of being possibly politically incorrect 
or offensive or however, do you, do you think that pe- the audience kind of accept the lens of the character? Yeah, I think you can get away with more. And I think the the justice that you can do a character is have good material. If you don't have good material then and you're doing character comedy, then it's, yeah, I don't think it's worth it. You've got to have the good material. Nice. Hmm. I feel like there's some... Uh, there's a difference between doing it on stage and someone if they did it on a TV show or something. Like Chris Lilly was very popular on point. And yep. it's not like he changed his comedy at any point. But then um, there was like the internet decided he wasn't okay anymore. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like if he was doing live comedy on stage, people would still laugh as a group because they got it. They could uh, suspend disbelief that he didn't believe in the stuff that his character was portraying as himself. Yeah, um, I guess uh, Brown brown facing was his you know doing different levels of cocoa on his face yeah um was his problem wasn't it well you've got a different level of cocoa on your face for chocolate boy yeah well it's just nutella (laughs) um yeah i don't i don't i don't know is it is it uh politically incorrect for him to be playing a woman you know is it is that going too far it's like you know whatever (laughs) Whatever. Would you do? Would you do a woman character if you I've, had I've the material? Done, I've it? done a um, couple of women characters. Yeah, one that just one's called Rhonda Hangover, and all she does is throw up and look miserable. Um, so, so, and another one I was doing was like you know a really holistic, you know, woman, um, total vegan, you know, just tailored down with it, and free range children and. You know that kind of stuff, but men in dresses are funny. It is funny, yeah. Men and Python, I think, really made that a thing. Like in the seventies, it's nothing wrong with it. Has anyone ever come up to you after the show and been offended by your characters? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had some some uh, horror responses, like back in the early days when I was doing character stuff, because one of my goals was to really, really push the boundaries, like really sort of, you know, poke people. you know, and whack them on the head with a a twelve inch double ended dildo. You know, just just and and hopefully they enjoyed black comedy, but not everyone does. So um, yeah, not so much now. You know, it's more people when I do the roving stuff. People are like, oh my god, my god, he's like a he's a pedophile. Oh my god, you know, that's about the most intense I'll get. But you know, whatever, getting a reaction, roving stuff. Yeah, like it's where you walk, walk around up comedy. to people. Yeah, and um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. You can sort of have three minutes of comedy and just keep walking <laughs> doing the same comedy and doing different variations of three minutes. Got any good material from roving comedy that you've put on stage? Well, Chocolate Boy was began as a rover, and so yeah, added him. I guess you pick up bits and pieces. You forget about it, but it's in you somewhere. Forget about it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. Have you ever done a character, Ross? No, but I do remember. Do you remember um, when Nashy, Trav Nash, had his eulogy? Yeah. So yeah, he left yeah. and went to Melbourne from Adelaide and he booked. I think we were in the same show. This is yeah. just when I was starting. And he got me to do my um, year nine French teacher, Miss Shepherd. She used to talk like this, Ross. Do you remember that night at Rhino? Do you remember the uh, Miss Shepard thing vaguely? Uh, not really, to be honest. I only remember what comedy. I did because uh, what did you do that night? I, I did a. I was a stripper that turned up 
for the funeral. Yeah, yeah, it, it went down well. <laughs> and then the joke, the joke that came up from that was just the tag. You know, that reminds me of my honeymoon. You know? <laughs> so, like, no matter what, like it worked. It's it's like that's one of those. Great. It's like that's one great. of those. Um, uh, um, that's what she said. Yeah, kind of line. Yeah. You know, that yeah. reminds me of my honeymoon. <laughs> Go on, give me give me a sentence, Chris. Uh, while, while you're thinking, Seb, give me a sentence. <laughs> okay. Um. I've touched a lot of breasts in my time, but you know, this right now tops the lot. You know, that reminds me of my honeymoon. That one was easy. <laughs> I hate it how um, people, when you have fancy dress at a party and someone comes in a killer outfit and then they, they just take like the head off or something and at the front door when they get there, oh, the hosts have seen me and my head, I'll, I'll take it off. Now it's like, you know, stretching for the city to bay and then just going, oh, no, nah, not today, you know, <laughs> just walking off. It's, you know, giving up too early. you got to own it a little bit when you're at the party. And that reminds me of my honeymoon. <laughs> Should, we'll, we'll wrap up in a sec. Do you want to <laughs> grab some food with us, Seb? We're going to go get oh, some food. Oh, definitely need some food, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to go get some food, so maybe... All right, we could do that. A bit, it'd be what that <laughs> reminds me of my honeymoon. <laughs> uh, see, honestly, um, any closing <laughs> thoughts, Mister Calvincini? Ah, oh, not really. No, it's been very loose. It's been quite loose. <laughs> Just when you need card, do something productive. All right. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. <laughs> right, that's it. We're done. Chris? I think that might be it, right? We you... didn't. We didn't ask Seb what his favorite game was. We've asked. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've asked every other. Well, that person. was kind of like an opener. But then, do you have a favorite board game or video game or what? You know, game, any game. Uh I reckon like um, seeing how silent you can go with your misses. Like how many weeks you can go is a really good game. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to hold out or generally yeah. lose. Do you want to um, go get food and eat in my car or something? <laughs> I think we should. Let's go eat in your Let's car. Let's do it. you got a big van. We should all, no, we should all eat in our own cars and just park tail to tail. <laughs> <laughs> Block off a whole street, yeah. like, you know, front in. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. In a, in a, uh, that reminds me of my honeymoon. <laughs> oh, no, we said it too much. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Wow.